Do you feel like life is something that just happens to you without any sense of control? Do you have a long list of dreams and aspirations but feel they're completely beyond your reach? And do you feel a sense of pain when you see others living the type of life you want to live? In recent weeks, I've chatted with Jane, Stephen and Julie about setting business, financial and personal goals. But the thing is, you can't just set some goals and establish new processes and then just pray to the heavens that the new habits will stick. There's also a high level of mindset involved. In today's episode of Marketing Me, I'm talking about how I personally get shit done. (laughs) I'm not a big swearer. I don't even know if you call shit a swear word these days, but I definitely wanted to use that word for this episode because I feel people take it a bit more seriously than if I was to just say, get stuff done. But to keep my comfort levels up, I probably will just keep saying stuff from now on. (laughs) Anyway, the reason I chose this topic is because I've had people comment on my achievements in the past and ask how I did it. Or they'd say the words, you seem to be so busy. And and they kind of apologize when they ask to um, ask a question or ask if I can have coffee or, or something like that. So like the word, just on that note, the word busy, I, I feel like it's a glorified term that's given way too much power these days. So personally, I try to avoid it. I say I've lots of things, exciting things are happening. Uh, I feel like they're more positive than saying busy, which is kind of a, a brush off term. But yes, for me, I am getting stuff done, like running a monthly meetup, even though it's now virtually at the moment, establishing and running this podcast, hosting webinars and online courses, and I'm now setting up a membership group. It may sound like a lot, especially having young kids, but it's all been done on my terms and within my determined hours. I still have quality time with my family and friends, and I still have plenty of downtime just for me. So today I'm going to share with you some of my secrets, 13 of my secrets, because I'm really loving life at the moment and know the best is still yet to come. Are you ready to hear my secrets? Then let's jump into the episode. Welcome to the Marketing and Me podcast. If you're eager to grow your health and wellness business via effective marketing methods, while maintaining your own health and wellness, this podcast is for you. I'm your host, Leanne Shelton, and I help business owners just like you build trustworthy connections with their ideal clients. And I do this through engaging, conversational copywriting and strategic marketing advice at Right Time Marketing. So feel free to book in a free 30-minute discovery call with me after listening to today's episode. The details are in the show notes. So yes, Leanne, what are your secrets? Please share. Okay, Leanne, (laughs) here's secret number one. I am organized. Now, I do say organized here, not tidy, because I'm definitely not that. And you would know if you saw my house. Actually, no, you wouldn't, because I'd probably clean it before you came over. But trust me on that one. (laughs) I'm getting better. But I do like having structure to my day and knowing exactly what my week looks like. 
I've mentioned this in previous episodes, but I use Google Calendar to plan my business and personal life. In my calendar setup, I use different colors for different areas like events, podcasting, business marketing and admin, client work and family related activities. And I've recently added another color for money mindset affirmations, which pops up four times a day, but I'll talk more about that stuff later. I usually have a week planned out in advance and like to look at the colors to ensure there's a nice little balance. I like rainbow too, but you know, just know it's a balanced week. And that helps me to feel in control of what's coming up. Secret two, I aim to optimize the time spent on work-related stuff. So for me, I work roughly 9.30 or 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. or 5.30 p.m. five days a week. And I avoid working at nights and weekends as much as possible. The fifth day is only a recent addition for me as I was originally working about three and a half to four days before that. But ultimately, I decided just recently that my errand, extracurricular and stress-filled runaround day with Miss Three wasn't the day off with her I'd originally envisioned. I honestly would just end up watching the clock all day and snapping at her when she didn't get her act together to move on to the next activity. So I actually realized I'd be much better off spending real quality time with her and her sister and dad on the weekend and use my Mondays to get more work done. So this was a post-COVID decision uh, when, you know, during COVID, all that runaround stuff stopped. And I realized then just how unnecessarily stressful my Mondays were. And I would then always be playing catch up on Tuesdays. So it was like always having a long weekend and you know what those can be like. And on Tuesdays, I would have the meetup I run uh, once a month and through the Sydney Hills Business Chamber, I'm part of a my board group where a small group is catch up twice a month on a Tuesday. Um, So with those events in mind, I'd often be left with only half a day to get stuff done. So I realized I'm actually better off working five days a week and having my own business. I had the flexibility to take the occasional day off with her. Uh, And then I can be a lot more focused in my business, which ultimately leads to more work, which leads to more money, which leads to more opportunities for holidays, which I haven't had in quite a while. So then during those holidays, I can spend a week or more of pure quality family time. So much more worth it than that bits and pieces of a Monday that I thought I had. And you know what? After making that decision, I half expected to feel that mummy guilt. Uh, Actually, I, I totally expected it. But surprisingly, I'm feeling really happy with that decision. And and Miss Three is happy to go to preschool for an additional day. So that's a decision I made for me. And it feels right for me. It may not be right for you. But I'm quite happy with making that decision. Secret number three, I'm an early riser. And the main reason I do that is because I feel like I need to wake up before the kids do. Because when I wake first, it's on my terms. I'm not immediately on the back foot and responding to the demands of others. 
right? So lately I've been setting my alarm for 5.45 a.m. to give me time to wake up a little bit. And yes, I admit this involves a little bit of mindless social media scrolling just to wake my eyes up a little bit. And then going downstairs to my home office to meditate for 10 to 15 minutes. Uh, I use the Insight Timer app, uh, just a free version, and I highly recommend it, by the way. And then following that, I then journal for five minutes or so. And then I prepare the girls' lunch boxes and breakfast. So I have everything prepared for their day, and then I go wake them up. I'm still in my pajamas at this point, unless I've washed my hair, but most of the time I'm in my pajamas at this point too. But you know what? At this point of the day, I'm already feeling a sense of achievement and it's usually no later than 7.15 a.m. So it puts me in a great mindset for the day ahead, feeling like I've already got so much done and I'm feeling, once again, organized. So I recommend waking up earlier than the kids if you can even if that means on the other end of the day, going to bed much earlier, because then you can also take back control of your day and build that positive mindset from the get-go. Okay, secret number four, I maintain a business mindset. In other words, I treat my business like a real business, not a hobby. So I don't work when my kids are around. I know they're way too distracting and COVID proved that. (laughs) They love me to bits and I love that, but I just simply can't remain focused on my tasks when they come in and out of my office. Uh, My eldest is a little bit better with it, but my youngest still doesn't quite get it. And I don't want to be snapping at them, right? So I just want to separate work and family time as much as I can. So as I mentioned, my youngest goes to preschool uh, three days a week uh, just to to be clear here, it's actually a childcare centre, so a long-hour childcare centre, but we call it preschool. I just feel like it's more of an educational thing for her rather than a just a dumping place. It's childcare, just look after my child. Anyway, so we've always used the word preschool even though it's a childcare centre. And then she's babysat by her grandparents, so thankful, um, on the other two days. And, you know, this arrangement works so well for everyone involved, uh, you know, because the grandparents get to see her and have that bonding time. She gets to, yeah, bond with them. Um, and my eldest is also after, happy to go to after-school care uh, on the preschool days. So on three days, which I'm actually thinking it's going to be two after-school days and I have a swimming lesson day on another day. But in most cases, I only have one pickup to do. And it definitely helps that the preschool and school across the road from each other. So you're just saving time there. But yeah, so this is what uh, we personally do in our house. And even though I work from my home office and I don't have people popping over to socialize or contractors coming over to measure things up either um, or give quotes or whatever. If my hubby wants that stuff done, he needs to make sure he's home for it or just make sure there's minimal disruption on my part. So, for example, pest control, come over, have a five-minute chat, tell him what needs to be done. He goes, does his things, pay it, then off he goes. Ten-minute distraction maximum. I also run any necessary errands like going to pick up groceries uh, first thing in the morning and ensure I'm at my desk by 9.30 or 10 a.m. at the latest. I also don't hang out the washing or do the dishes during my workday. 
unless I decide to spend my lunch break doing it, which I usually don't. Um, and yes, I do take lunch breaks. Uh, I either go for a walk or I watch one of my shows on Netflix. And I don't have unnecessary coffee meetings either. Not that I've done that much lately, but a brief phone call or discovery call should do the job in most instances, unless it's great potential for a collaboration of some sort, and then I'll bend the rules. So I'm really selective with that. And ultimately, throughout my day, I'm always asking myself if I'm making the best use of my time. And am I popping onto social media a bit too much sometimes? Yes, <laughs> I'm trying to get better. But, you know, I'm often asking, is there a money-making activity I could be doing instead? So I am trying to get better and minimise Facebook when I'm not doing it for work. Secret number five, I'm in touch with my spiritual side and embrace the woo-woo. <laughs> so I discovered Rhonda Burns The Secret about 12 years ago and I call myself a positive, positive thinker and I have been ever since. Beforehand, I was naturally negative with a self-esteem that was, you know, on the lower end of the scale, and I often felt like the victim in life. But when I learned about the law of attraction, it was a complete game changer for me. Yes, it's a bit of woo-woo, but after trying some visualization and manifestation techniques, some really cool opportunities and money popped up for me. So you can choose to be a non-believer, but it's actually a proven science. And just to explain what that means, law of attraction, if you don't know, it's ultimately if you focus on negative uh, negative thoughts, you're attracting more like thoughts, more negative scenarios to come your way. If you focus on positive things, then only more positive things will come your way. And just to give you a really cool example of a manifestation technique, uh, I that, that worked. I personally wanted, I used to wear glasses full time before my wedding and contacts would irritate my eyes. And so I found a deal for laser eye surgery. It was like two and a half grand or something like that. And I decided I was going to get my, get laser eye surgery before the wedding. And um, my fiance at the time said, how are you going to do that? Where is the money going to come from? And I said, it's going to come, it's on its way. I'm, and I visualized having no glasses, not needing it, seeing clearly at my wedding. And I kid you not, the money came to me. I had been in a telesales job, but I'd moved out four months later uh, within the same company, but into a different department, no longer sales. And a commission package four months after I left sales came in from I don't know where, two and a half grand. It was the exact amount I needed. It was probably the biggest commission package I've ever had and it just came from nowhere. So it was so cool and I do go in and out of this um, mindset of realising I'm, I'm back in it at the moment. I'm, I'm back into visualisation and, and manifesting. But it's just amazing. It's like magic. Uh, so give it a go. Read the secret or look into the law of attraction a bit more if you don't believe me. Anyway, I'm not saying I don't have low points anymore and never feel sad. But I simply allow myself a short period of time to mope. <laughs> but then, and in the words sung by Anna Kendrick in the movie Trolls, I will get back up again. And I even sing that song to myself if I need to. Whatever negativity arises, I repeat positive affirmations in my mind or out loud. 
until they actually take over those negative thoughts and I actually start to believe them. So you need to believe them and feel them. And then I look for silver linings. So like in recent times when COVID-19 hit, I had a full lineup of marketing workshops to run on behalf of City of Parramatta. I'd already been struggling to maintain momentum in my business, to be honest, at that time after losing a few retainers uh, about four months, five months before. So the sudden changes and uncertainty felt like a massive blow. But I was determined to push through and make it work. So I asked if I could turn the face-to-face workshops into webinars and an online course instead. And my request was approved. So suddenly I had this opportunity to access a much broader audience and connect with way more people than if I'd run in-person workshops. And it was at no cost for them to participate, but I was paid. So I felt like I was making a real difference to others and having my costs covered by a third party. It was a great arrangement and I'm so glad that I asked. And that brings me to secret number six, I'm not afraid to ask. So yes, one of my key beliefs is if you don't ask, you don't get. I'm pretty in tune with my intuition. So if I ever feel inspired to ask someone for something or take a particular action, I just do it. Worst case scenario, they say no and I move on, right? So I originally got in touch with the council in November last year after receiving an email about their free workshops. I responded asking about presenters in 2020 and later had a phone call with Kylie and the rest is history. So I'm very thankful I took that initiative. And I just want to add here that connecting on the phone played a big part. Too many business owners hide behind the computer screens these days rather than picking up the phone. And I think it's even harder for millennials who have grown up on the texting generation. Although I hated at the time, my previous experience in telesales has therefore proven to be very beneficial. If you can connect with someone on the phone, you're kilometers, not miles, kilometers ahead of someone else who's only sent a bunch of emails. So take a big breath or two or three if you have to and pick up the phone because that's secret number seven. I use the phone whenever possible. I actually get annoyed if I go to contact someone and I can't easily find a phone number. I want to connect with them directly. It also saves time rather than back and forward emails. So secret number eight, I meditate almost daily. I mentioned this before. Uh, Now, while it was once very woo-woo and hippie-ish, I'm hearing more and more about successful entrepreneurs who make it an essential part of their day. Because how can you expect new and exciting ideas to pop into your mind if your brain is always so cluttered with constant thought and worry? So I really enjoy giving myself the quiet downtime to focus on my breathing and allow the inspiration in. Secret number nine, I create opportunities to read. Over the past few years, I've set myself an annual reading goal uh, because I hadn't been reading for years and, and, you know, wanted to get back into it. And this year, I'm aiming for 40 books for zero. This would have once seemed impossible and I would have blamed the lack of time on the kids. But if I find a really good book, 
I can devour that book within a couple of days. And if I borrow a seven-day rapid reads from the local library and have that sense of urgency, I can read it actually um, even quicker. It's just interesting how you find the time for the things you put your mind to. I read a mix of thriller novels um, as kind of my little getaway and self-development books. I try to have one of each on the go at the same time and I read over breakfast, sometimes dinner because, you know, ABC Kids is usually on and I, apart from Bluey, love Bluey, I don't want to watch it. I also read it before bed and on weekends. I'm actually getting better allowing myself to sit and read for hours on that weekend guilt-free. I used to feel like if I had free time, I had to be cleaning or something like that, but I'm allowed to have that me time. In between playing with the kids, of course, (laughs) Um, and seeing my husband. Um, Secret number 10, I make self-development a priority. So I'm constantly reflecting on my life and who I am. I assess what's working and not working, and I'm always wondering if there are ways I could improve. Apart from reading, as I just mentioned, I also listen to a series of podcasts to inspire me. My three current favorites are Screw the 9 to 5 with Josh and Jill Stanton, Own Your Hustle with Ruby Lee, and She Mentors with Ali Addy. The people who run these podcasts are achieving great things and doing awesome stuff that I strive to do in my business as well. I figure if they can do it, why can't I? So those again are Screw the 9 to 5 with Josh and Jill Stanton, Own Your Hustle with Ruby Lee, and She Mentors with Ali Aidy. Um, and speaking of Ruby Lee, I'm excited to be investing my time and money into a six-month mastermind with her in, from September, where I'll be surrounded by 14 other passionate and determined business owners like me. I really thrive off that type of energy and I feel like it's time to to jump into that kind of arrangement. And that kind of, you know, thriving off the energy of others is probably why I enjoy networking so much, especially at the Sydney Hills Business Chamber. Uh, So secret number 11 is I network regularly. I love surrounding myself with inspirational and motivated business owners because they help me see what's possible for the future. On the other end of the stick, I love inspiring others as well and creating a safe space to connect with with them. And that's where my monthly meetup group comes in, the Hills District Business Empowerment Network, HDBN. I run it on a voluntary basis with no intentions to charge unless we become too big for the little cafe we borrow and I'll probably charge like a $5 token thing. But I really enjoy watching others light up with new learnings or new connections. It fills me up with so much joy. And that brings me to secret number 12. I enjoy helping others. That's why I love doing my free 30-minute discovery calls. And unlike what some people do during those calls, I, I love to give as much value as possible during that time rather than teasing them with advice and then asking them to pay to find out more. If they really want to continue working with me, they know where to find me. So, you know, that whole karma thing? (laughs) Well, I think it plays a big part too. 
if you if you give back to the community and show people you care, the universe rewards you with love in return. And of course, I also run this podcast. And that's a big time and money investment for me as well. I'm not being paid to do it. But I've been receiving such beautiful feedback lately. So thank you so much if you've sent me some uh, feedback. And on that note, I'm going to start doing shout outs on the show for those who do leave me reviews. And today my shout out goes to Artemis Kehani from Artemis K, who says, apart from being a great writer, Leanne is also a great speaker and interviewer. I've enjoyed listening to her podcast because she connects at the human level and allows her guests to share their experiences and expertise in an empowering way that also serves the listener with practical ideas and new ideas to consider. Thank you so much for that, Artemis. <laughs> now, if you're like me and can never work out where to leave a review, I have a solution. Just go to ratethispodcast.com slash marketing and me. That's ratethispodcast.com slash marketing and me and leave me a review there. And finally, secret number 13, my favorite number, I aim to remain top of mind. So apart from seeing people at networking events and via my training, I and, you know, being vis- uh, people listening to my podcast, I also ensure I'm being visible across social media and email. I post across LinkedIn and Facebook and occasionally Instagram multiple times a week. And I'm not afraid of the odd video. I actually need to do more videos, to be honest. But I aim to provide lots of value and share my highs and lows. I want people to see the real Leanne and connect with me. I also send out monthly e-newsletters as a minimum to keep people up to date with my world. And I have a very low unsubscribe rate, so I must be doing something right. But on that note, we've come to the end of today's episode. Probably there's other things, there's other things I, I probably haven't mentioned. I'll think of them later, but <laughs> I can update you in a future episode if need be. But I hope you've enjoyed these 13 secrets for getting stuff done. To repeat them again, secret number one, I'm organized. Secret two, I aim to optimize the time spent on work-related stuff. Secret three, I'm an early riser. Secret four, I maintain a business mindset. Secret five, I'm in touch with my spiritual side and embrace the woo-woo. Secret six, I'm not afraid to ask. Secret seven, I use the phone whenever possible. Secret eight, I meditate almost daily. Secret nine, I create opportunities to read. Secret 10, I make self-development a priority. Secret 11, I network regularly. Secret 12, I enjoy helping others. And secret 13, I aim to remain top of mind. I hope some of my secrets have inspired you in some shape or form. And if I have, please reach out to me either via LinkedIn or via review. Rate this podcast slash marketing me and let me know. And thank you very much for tuning in. You can find show notes for the episode at marketingandme.com.au. If you enjoyed listening, please subscribe and leave me a rating or review via your podcast app 
or at ratethispodcast.com slash marketing and me. If you're interested in connecting with me, feel free to reach out via LinkedIn. Just search for Leanne Shelton. And you can also join the Marketing and Me podcast Facebook group. If you want to learn more about generating more leads or outsourcing your copywriting to me, head to my website, writetimemarketing.com.au and book in a free 30-minute discovery call. Until next time, I wish you good health and good wealth.